Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome, readers. Today on Book Chat, we are sharing our hot takes on two very popular books, both Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey. Hope you enjoy it. Stay tuned. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Audiobooks.com. Audiobooks.com now has 175,000 titles and 1.2 million podcasts. New customers get three free audiobooks comprised of one premium credit and two VIP titles. Use our promo code SHELFADDICTION, spelled as one word, when you sign up at Audiobooks.com. Again, our promo code is SHELFADDICTION. Hey everyone, I'm your host Tamara Ford and welcome to Book Chat here on the Shelf Addiction Podcast. Participate in this discussion by joining the Facebook group Shelf Addiction Official. I hope to hear your thoughts on today's topic. You can always find me and Casey on Twitter and Instagram. The links for everything I've mentioned are below in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please support this podcast by sharing it with some book nerd friends or on your favorite social media space. That would really help me out and I appreciate you for doing so. The uncut video version of this podcast podcast is available now on Patreon. Join us there for exclusive videos, including after shows and more. So if you're interested in that at all, you'll need to come on over to Patreon and sign up. Without further ado, let's get started. We've got a lot to cover today, so we are going to jump right on in. Joining me is feature co-host Casey from Heartful of Ink. Welcome back, Casey. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! So today we are going to talk about two very popular book series and possibly get into their movie adaptations. I don't know. We'll see how the conversation (laughs) goes. But we are giving our highly opinionated thoughts on these series. And if you can't guess by the title, we're talking about Fifty Shades of Grey and its original series, Twilight. Yes. For those that don't know, Twilight was the original work of art, and mm-hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey was fan fiction to start. Yes, it was. Yes, it was, which is amazing. Sure. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a fun fact about, okay. you know, the Fifty Shades stuff. I was perusing the internet, and I mm-hmm. remember in 2012 when this happened, but in December 2012, Random Publishing House, well, I guess it was Penguin Random now, mm-hmm. they gave all their employees five grand after the huge success of that trilogy. I heard about that. Like they made yeah. so much money. Like even the janitors got the bonus. Like yes. everybody in that building yeah. made bank that year. 
And isn't that crazy that the fan fiction did that and not the original books? I mean, <laughs> you're like, I guess. <laughs> No, I'm I'm happy that books were bought and people read and, you know, all of that jazz. And a lot of people got a lot of bonuses that year. That is awesome. But the content of the book is, wow. I know. Because let me just say, like, I personally know someone in my own circle. I'll just tell on my mother. My own mother doesn't even read books. Like, mm-hmm. not regularly. She's a teacher, mm-hmm. retired teacher. She just doesn't enjoy mm-hmm. reading. But she read these books and loved them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't really get it. I didn't get it. And to be fair, I only read book one. I couldn't get past book one. How about you? So I started book one. And I think I got maybe 80 or 100 pages in. And the grammar was so bad. And also, like, everything about story was bad and um I remember I think he had spent the night the first time and she was wearing her hair and pigtails and he's like I like you like that you look like a little girl and I screamed oh. pedophile and oh, threw them down and ran away and you know I didn't even get to their kinky sex stuff I was like nope nope I'm out the grammar is bad the story is atrocious you don't know how to write sentences and now he's like comparing you to a little girl nope 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 I'm out I'm so far out. I'm done. I don't even remember that part. I think because I was so, you might have gotten to this part, but I was so um, uh, scarred for life by this one part. (laughs) And I'll try to be as vague as possible since this is the public feed. Um, So there's this scene. And if you've read it, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. There's this scene, you know, Anna's got her time of the month. Oh, is that go. It is. That's the only book I read. That was the only book I read. People have told me about this scene and I'm just cringing. And I was like, my brain wanted to uh, like, just shut down. I'm like, what the fuck? How how is this sexy to anybody? Nope. Nope. Do not be. Nope. Don't do that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, message me on the side and I'll tell you exactly what happened. You don't have to buy the book and read it. I'll tell you, but I'll tell you off air. Yes. (laughs) No, I did not see that part. Again, it was very early. They hadn't even had sex yet. Like they didn't even have the kinky sex. It was just, and I was like, if I want kinky sex, I'll read something else. So Uh, I did. (laughs) I was like, nope. No, I mean, honestly, I was surprised I was able to finish the book and I did, though, because I wanted to review it. And my review is still up on Shelf Addiction blog. And I mean, I hate to say it, but I did kind of feel and I still feel and like no disrespect to those that don't read a lot because my mom is one of those. But I feel like people who didn't read a lot of books like these books because Mm -hmm. you don't have a lot of perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very fair. It's an easy read. You don't have to think too much. You don't feel like you're being talked down to because I know some readers who don't read a lot, they get embarrassed when they don't know big words. And so if they feel like a book is too big for them, then they quit. 
whereas Fifty Shades of Grey is more on their level. And I'm not trying to insult anybody. You know, everybody's at different reading levels. Everybody's at different comfort levels. But if you don't read often, you're not going to want a book with a bunch of, like, you're not going to go on and start go reading Dune or Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Like, no. You'll yeah. fall asleep in two seconds because he has such a huge vocabulary. I fall asleep reading those books. Like, it's it's just easy, like, popcorn reads. It's popcorn but and something. Not and you popcorn. Know. It's, it's like peeps. Yeah. The marshmallowy goodness that I do not like. I don't like with, peeps. With crazy shenanigans in it. Like, mm-hmm. okay. So I do give, like, as fan fiction, she technically did the job, right? She took those characters and made other characters for it, from them. And then, of course, she switched up the plot just a little, you know, a little bit, but it follows, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, she did what fan fiction is supposed to do, and she grabbed an audience that didn't know they were looking for it. So, yes, kudos to her for getting that done. Yes, but I will never in my life ever recommend anybody read that book mm-hmm. or series ever. Mm-hmm. It's bad, y'all. It's bad. It's so bad. It's rapey. <laughs> it's bad. It's abuse. It's gaslighting. It's terrible grammar. <laughs> like, yeah, like all of those relationship books. triggers, mm-hmm. if you have them, they're probably in this book. Like if you have any of the more common ones, like Casey just mentioned, mm-hmm. it's in the book. It's in the book. It's absolutely 100 if you have a relationship like this relationship, please go get help. Go to therapy. Run away from your spouse. Like, just leave. Because this is abuse. Yeah. Everything in this book is abuse. And that it is no way, shape, or form okay. And she's, and Anna, I guess, the, yeah, Anna, she's going mm-hmm. for it. She's about it. Until, you know, one thing happens, she doesn't quite like. But other than that, she's about it. And if I remember correctly, like it gets worse as the series goes mm-hmm. on as far as like telling her what to eat and what to do and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the guy's damaged, right? As most, you know, bad quote unquote bad boys are, right? And I, I'm using the air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for some reason, everyone, or not everyone, a lot of people that enjoyed this series seem to give this character a pass because he's filthy rich. No. I, is that the reason? I feel like, because, you know, they, feel like it's this thing. He's like, rich and, and he's white. Yeah, and that's a trope, right? Where the mm-hmm. rich guy, the rich white guy comes in, mm-hmm. scoops up the trash off the street and says, this is your new life. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's so romantic. They're in a helicopter. And that's all they think about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's Cinderella. <laughs> it's the girl who's sweeping chimneys is suddenly, you know, yeah. married to the prince. And yeah, no, it's... Pink in general is not bad. The way Christian Grey does it is wrong and bad and Mm -hmm. abuse. And he's just, he's trash fire who deserves to burn in hell forever. Yeah, it's pretty problematic, to be honest. And that's putting it mildly. But I do wonder, though, like, I can't help but wonder, 
like what those that read the book and enjoyed it, what did they not see it? Are they, or did they not care? Like, I, w- I wonder if I wish I could get into so, the mind. Yes. I have a theory. Okay. And my theory is expansive and it encompasses America's sexual repressed culture and the fact that we usually don't talk about sex. We can't talk about sex. If you brought up kink before Fifty Shades of Grey, you were mocked. Like nobody talked about it at all. There was a lot of romance and erotic books before Fifty Shades of Grey. But again, you know, romance is shit on all the time. They're like, oh my God, do you read that shitty trash? And so for the first time ever, people were like, it's okay. And I'm using air quotes to say, okay, okay to read romance. Again, air quotes, because this is not romance. And so for so many I'm just going to say like white suburban moms who live the plain vanilla life, who've never read anything, who wanted their Cinderella story. They read this and went, oh, I'm so titillated. You know, I'm, I'm being really mean right now. I'm sorry. No, honestly. <laughs> I swear. Okay. So you just said like the vanilla sex, like yes, it, reminded the vanilla of, sex um, it reminded me of um, uh, Married at First Sight, that one season. <laughs> where the the I think Elizabeth is her name I think or Beth is her name she tells her husband all he wants to have is like ordinary like vanilla like sex it's like white boy sex or something she <laughs> says I mean I'm not quoting her verbatim but I'm like damn yeah. she told her husband that. <laughs> yeah yeah that's what most people in America experience like that's the suburban American life you don't yeah have kinky sex at all you don't have the rich man flying in on a helicopter to whisk you away to whatever whatever like and so I think for them that was their first foyer into this and so they're like oh well maybe I do like kink but I like this and so they're just like blind sheep follow their new desires oh that's unfortunate but I think you're right yeah it's just so different than anything they've read mm-hmm. and it was considered mainstream so everybody mm-hmm. was reading it so they so weren't okay. ashamed to read it yeah and they could talk about it with people mm-hmm. whereas you know before this if you watched porn everybody would like gasp and point and you know paint you with a scarlet letter or, or whatever even though porn's been around for fucking ever like you know this was yeah. the first time it became mainstream so in that sense I almost want to thank Fifty Shades of Grey, but I'm yeah. I think she reignited. Yeah, she reignited that in a a more mainstream way, which Mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. I give that, you know, everything that it accomplished was good, but the content was content. The content, you guys, it's fucked up. Like it is truly fucked up. This is not the way any sort of kink BDSM should ever work ever. And again, yeah. if any man stalks you like this, please go to the police. And Run if you away. like Google about this, you know, and ask like kind of about BDSM and from mm-hmm. a professional standpoint, you will find people writing that know oh, yes. about BDSM community and how it works. And they mm-hmm. will point out all the flaws to you mm-hmm. and the logic of how this all went down in these books. Yes. 
consent, consent, consent. And yeah. um, I want to bring and rules, up. dude, and, like yeah. rules. The, the <laughs> safe word in yeah. BDSM, everybody has a safe word. And if you use your safe word, everything stops. Like that's it. That's like hitting somebody with a stop sign. If you say your safe word, you stop. That's it. In one of these books, I don't remember which one, you know, Anna says her safe word and he keeps going, which Mm -hmm. makes Christian Gray a rapist. He is a rapist. He did not stop when she said stop. Yeah, I mean, that is really sick. Like who, that is the purpose of a safe safe person has gotten to their end of their rope of whatever you're doing, whatever it is, they don't like it anymore. So you should stop. And if you, you don't, that is the definition of a rapist. Yep. So he is Which a, is crazy that it's to me it's a little crazy that a woman wrote this and thought it was mm-hmm. hot. I just can't yeah. wrap my mind. Yeah, I'm around kinda like, it. what is going on in your head, ELJ? Oh, it's like, why do you gosh. think this is okay? I'm not wow. right about King, but do it right. You yeah. know? Like follow yeah. the actual rules. Don't make up your own. Because then people get hurt. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, so recently she released Freed, I think that was the title, where it's, I think, the first book all over again, but from his point of view. view. And I have seen some people talk about it, and it's the same effing book again. It's like nothing different, really. (laughs) And it doesn't make you feel any differently about Christian Grey from what I understand and I will never know because I will never read it but that's what I hear and the crazy part is I could actually draw some lines between Christian Grey and Edward from the original series Mm -hmm. and I've read all the Twilight books and to full disclosure I actually liked them when I first read them Mm -hmm. but to be fair that was like a long time ago I was a lot younger and now those same things that I remember, I find mm-hmm. problematic today. So oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I first read Twilight when I was 14 or 15. Very young, very naive, little freshman in high school. I really enjoyed it at the time. And then I read a bunch of other books and I was like, oh. <laughs> and I only read the first three books. I never read the fourth one. And I never watched any of the movies. And yeah, I just kind of look back and don't look back at the same time like I will never reread the books don't want to don't need to because they won't land right you'll see every every flag will be going off all Mm -hmm. the warning signs you won't be Mm -hmm. able to like it like you did then oh yeah so no when you're 14 you're like yes I definitely want somebody sitting outside of my window watching me that's oh romantic (laughs) now I'm like or in my room staring at me oh god inside not uh-uh not now, not now. oh my god like, oh my Jesus. god give me like my- no <laughs> stab this man like get nope and the and the thing is like and i honestly have a problem with this in a lot of vampire books i don't like when a 500 year old vampire i don't care if he looks 17 He's old AF. He has a lot mm-hmm. of life experience. Mm-hmm. And she is literally 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I find that very disturbing. In other oh, yeah. books as well. 
I mean, if you want to be an old vampire, as they always are, at least get someone mm-hmm. in their mid to late 20s or early 30s. Get someone who has had some life experience. They are not if a child. Not older. If um, not older, but they will never go that old in the book. No. Um, in the movie, what we do in the shadows, a vampire, he's like 320 something. He finds his old love. And he reunites with her and they get married at the end, except she's 94 years old. And he makes a joke about robbing the cradle because she's so young at 94 compared to his 320-something. I love that movie. That is a great movie. That is so cute because, you know, the funny thing is, or not so funny, because the whole time... Bella is constantly infatuated with the the fact that she's getting older. But, Mm -hmm. dude, you're 16 years old. Like, exactly. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Exactly. And ironically, I actually be. Yes, I actually agree with the character of Edward on this one thing. (laughs) Why do you have to be a vampire this right now? Mm -hmm. Why? actually agree on that one thing i know if i did all of the things i wanted to do at 16 like become a vampire no no i do not want to become a vampire anymore like i've outgrown my teenage so much no who wants to be like an adolescent basically you're not even fully in your body yet yeah like that's just a sparkly teenager no, around and, the world going to high school forever like that just sounds like awful. torture it why would torture. you decide to say a teenager in high school forever i wouldn't no i wouldn't i mean at least go to college College is better than high school. You pass for a college age. And let's be real. All those people that they picked for those movies did not look like teenagers. So. Well, they usually pick 20-somethings for movies anyway. But yeah, yeah. no, all looked really hot. You could absolutely. And if you're faking your documentation anyway, pretend you're 21. I know. know? Why why high school? It's so. Why high school? I don't know. I don't. And then honestly, the relationship between Edward and Bella was very parental, just mm-hmm. like with Christian and mm-hmm. Anna. It's like he's very dominating over her in a parental kind of way. Oh, I'm going to be parental, controlling, controlling, abusive, controlling. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but I it's... think he was thinking it was a parental because he's trying to protect her, right? Mm-hmm. Parents. Parent, a parent will follow your ass to the movies and said, "This is not where you said you were going to go." <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Parents will do that. Edward followed her ass like all what? over the place. Yeah, yeah. Edward was like, creepy. And what? if a man is stalking you, or a woman, you know, if your yeah. partner is stalking you, run away. Go to the police. Run fast. Get a sun gun, a taser, protect yourself, take some kickboxing classes, oh do something. Gosh. Something. Because I'm like, I can't. And I have watched all the Twilight movies. And I feel like I just watched them because I feel like I was infested. I had read all those books and I wanted <laughs> to see what happened. Uh-huh. And I feel like the movies had a chance to correct some things, but they didn't. They just followed the books really closely. 
which was yeah, disappointing. I didn't watch the movies. I didn't want to. I was like, Boop. you didn't really That's... miss anything, <laughs> especially the first one. The first one was god awful. <laughs> god awful. It was awful. Also, to be fair, it wasn't as bad as Fifty Shades. I just think, like, it, yes, they're two different audiences, right? One is YA, <laughs> one is adult. Have to ask. Way back when you read and enjoyed these books, were you team Edward or team Jacob? Edward. I never, and you know what? It's funny. Let me keep it real. I (laughs) never, never, ever really like anybody that can change it to an animal. I just don't like it. Yeah, some of it reads very hot, but like, I don't like to see like in those books I'm reading now, thanks Mm -hmm. to you and Nicola, I don't like to see feline things in my men where they're like doing things that are like cat-like. I don't like it. Or a dog. I don't want you trying to lick my face or anything crazy. I don't like that stuff. So I take a vampire any day over an animal. What about you? I'm the opposite. I prefer shapeshifters and werewolves to vampires. But back in the day, I was 100% team Edward because Jacob annoyed the fuck out of me. He was just this (laughs) whiny little baby that I wanted to punch. I was like, I like werewolves, but fuck you, Jacob. (laughs) Like, nope. So Jacob was annoying. He acted like a really whiny brat. He did. Yeah. A whiny little boy. And it was annoying. Even back then, I was like, Fuck you, Jacob. And even when he showed up the next school year and he's like, damn, what happened to you? You grew up. You got a body now. I still was like, Ugh. he's still like, Ugh. I, know, <laughs> I know. I know. Even when he got I, caught, I was like, no. Yeah. Nope. You're no like thanks. a little annoying boy who follows the hot girl and can't take a hint and just needs to take a hint. Yeah. I don't know. So eh, I'll always probably be team vampire or whatever, unless the vampire is like a gross vampire. If it's a sexy <laughs> vampire, you know, and there's always a couple of exceptions. I think I would make an exception for Adam Haltman. I, I would I was make about an exception to say, for that because yeah. he's hot. I would do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> always. But in general, I would just prefer the vamp over. But yeah fun stuff i tell you um actually this is a great time we're gonna take a quick break check out the sponsors when we come back we'll finish this conversation stay with us with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by the Shelf Addiction Merch Store. Check out all the bookish t-shirts, notebooks, mugs, and more. Don't miss out on these original designs, perfect for any book nerd. Support the podcast and visit shelfaddiction.com forward slash merch and pick up your next favorite bookish item. Okay, we are back, guys. Welcome back. 
uh, we're going to jump right back on in and continue our rant against Twilight. <laughs> well, let's talk about the side characters a little bit in these books because okay. they okay. are also kind of problematic as well. So something that has stuck with me all these years, but I only read this the one time. I think this was book three, I think. I don't remember. Um, they're having the birthday party and Bella accidentally gets a paper cut. And I think it's Jasper like flips the fuck out and tries to like rampage across the room to rip into her because blah, 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 blah. But this is the boy who goes to high school. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what do you do when somebody in school gets a paper cut? That or happens every if a day. girl is on her period or oh. you know, somebody gets a nosebleed in the fucking high school. Like there's blood right. on in a high school. Let's yeah, be you're real. playing sports. You scrape something. Yeah. Yeah. How Kids fall work? down. They play kickball. They get hit. They, yeah. And I'm just How like, this itty bitty little paper cut in this one room has him like flipping the fuck out and people had to carry him out except he goes to high school and doesn't bat an eye anywhere and i was like going to high school for decades yeah you're not used to that by now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my gosh big old plot hole right in the middle (laughs) right there that's been bothering me for the last what 15 years so i'm just like you know, girls get their periods in high school. Yeah. How do yeah. you deal with that? Like, not even to be gross, kind of blood, but, just, but, you know, in their minds, I think it's a different yeah. kind of blood. But <laughs> okay. in other books, it's blood is blood. So it just blood depends on what, what book you're reading, <laughs> uh, what author is writing it. <laughs> Again, okay, we don't even have to go that route. We'll go back to yeah. Kiki and Jim and falling down, cutting your knee or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, in biology class, cutting your finger on some glass, you know, shit happens everywhere. Oh, yeah. Are these vampires just not flipping out, or is it Bella's special, delicious smelling blood? I don't remember. Well, remember that one guy, uh, what was the guy, James, I guess was the villain in the first book, where he was trying to, like, hunt her down and stuff, but I don't know if it was because he smelled her, she was so delicious, or whatever, or if it was because he wanted to chase her, I think it was because he wanted to chase her, I don't know. There seemed to be something unique about Bella that made everyone and their mother want to you know come for her mm-hmm. i don't know why she wasn't She's that special but i also had issues with what was the girl's name rose rose marie or rosalie rosalie, rosalie. yes i didn't like her either mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't like her either like she was very very she need therapy man oh yeah oh yeah no all of the vampires needed therapy like, yeah. I know the dad was a doctor or vet or something, something or yeah, other. He's a doctor. He needed to go find a therapist and change her or him or something. He needed to change somebody into a, ther- a therapist. He found the most fire. damaged people to turn. Mm-hmm. And I guess in hindsight for the thrills of it, I guess that is good for writing. You know, if you're trying to make high it's- drama. I don't know. I'm trying to be kind of forgiving, but I I don't know. There were a lot of problems with it looking back. Mm -hmm. And like, even I can't even really watch the movies again. Like, I feel like they're kind of like one and done. I'm not going to be zero. And And 
people loved those. They love, they still love them today. They still love them today. I work with authors who tell me like to this day, they're like, I read Twilight 10 years ago and I loved it and I want to start writing. And so here's my first book. And I'm like, congratulations. That's amazing. Let's, let's get you published. Let's do this for you. So that's a huge boon for Twilight. So are there influences from Twilight in these books that you read? Yes. Because I just read a book last year. It's on my counter. A publisher sent it to me and I can't even think of, oh, Crave, Crave. That's the title. It has a red something or another on the front. So it's very reminiscent of Twilight, 100%. Mm -hmm. The kids are in high school. I mean, it's almost like copy paste, Mm -hmm. but you know, there's a little something different going on with the magic. You know what I mean? Like there's a little something different, uh, but it's the same. This dark, dangerous dude, Mm -hmm. this new girl who is kind of, she has this guy friend that wants to be with her, but also does the other dude want to be with her. It's like all these Mm -hmm. books. Mm-hmm. that found like inspiration to write from twilight oh to me a lot of the times end up sounding like twilight 2.0 oh, yes. 3.0 4.0. oh yes yeah no um this one is about witches so not vampires and the author told me from the start she's like i do not want to have a love triangle at all my heroine very clearly ends up with this person like there's no in between no oh, love triangle i, I know with that and <laughs> And then she started doing the love triangle. And I was like, hold up a second. Just so you know, this is looking like a little triangle. And she's like, no, it's like a a line where they're not connected. (laughs) And I was like, let's let's keep an eye on this to make sure it doesn't turn into an actual triangle. Yeah, because I love when there is not a triangle. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of these couples in these books... They the author gives them usually authors mm-hmm. give them a lot to worry about already. Yes. And they have a lot of personal things to get over. Oh, yeah. You don't really I just think that the triangle is so adolescent, like so high school. It really is. It really is. Every once in a while there's an author who does it well where you're very clearly like in love with one person and you know, you know. Yeah. Or other times. Excuse me, Cresley Cole. I love her love triangle because I want them to end up in a triangle. And I know I'm in the minority here, but I'm like, (laughs) the three of them need to be together forever, the end. And that's like the best kind of triangle. When it's, you know, one couple is very clearly a couple, but there's just this one other person here for the drama. That's when it gets annoying. Yeah, I almost want to say the triangle you're looking for is like, a three-way relationship. Yes, that's fruitful. That's yes. what I want to that's read. Fruitful. She, yes, 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 that's what you, yes. Because like traditional triangles, she picks one or the other or one mm. dies so that she doesn't have to pick oh, one or the other. I hate that trope. I hate it, I hate it, I hate yeah. it. I think it's such a cop-out. Why the hell would you kill one person? Like, no, yeah. don't do that. Or Twilight did the cop-out. Oh, I actually am like linked to your baby. Casey's face is like deadpan. <laughs> Ew, no. Yeah. Oh, no, we're not. We're not doing that either. That's. Gross. I thought that was the creepiest thing ever. I'm like, mm-hmm. ew. Mm-hmm. Like, really? 
imprinting, quote unquote, on a baby. That just sounds really. Oh, that was just too much. I'm like, we're really getting out here now. Thank God they didn't do anything like that in Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, God. That would just be the worst.com, actually. Yeah. 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 So that was, I think, one of the worst things that the author did in Twilight was that whole baby and Jacob fiasco. And no shade, but plenty of shade. That name (laughs) of that baby is the fucking worst. (laughs) I'm like, that is the awful name. Renesme? I'm like, at first when I read it in the book, I'm like, how do you pronounce that? Let me sound it out. Yeah. I'm like, that is god awful. I'm sorry. I just I feel a little hateration coming for that. I just can't do it. I can't. That's so ridiculous. So many things about Twilight was ridiculous, but apparently I was there for it what 10 plus years ago. (laughs) We'll say 15 years ago. 15 years ago. It's been a while. I know. Uh, and then we got round two with Fifty Shades. <laughs> I swear, you guys, when I found out that Fifty Shades, before I read it, I found out it was fan fiction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, kind of already given the sideways glance anyway, the side eye was real. But I'm like, I'll mm-hmm. try it. I'll give it a whole try. I did give it one whole book try. <laughs> you did a lot done. more than me. I quit. I quit hardcore very early. Yeah. Which is good. And I do want to know, okay, if you guys liked Fifty Shades, mm-hmm. tell us. I want to know why you liked it. And mm-hmm. please don't, if you're listening to this podcast, I am sure you read more than one book a quarter because we read oh, a yes. lot of books. So oh, yes. I would... I would put you in a higher reader category with, you know, lots of readers, right? Mm-hmm. Hardcore readers, not one-off readers. I would want to know from a lots a person that reads a lot of books why you like 50 shades. Tell me, please. Absolutely. And if it was a gateway book for you and that's you like have fond memories of it, that's totally legit. Yeah. You know, tell yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Is it something well, that better did? Was it something Anna said? Like what what was it about it? About the book that really struck a chord with you yeah I always like to learn that kind of stuff even though I may not necessarily agree Mm -hmm. um I'm cool with like hearing a different point of view on it because you know not that like I am like a hundred percent perfect in everything in life but I do have problems with things when I read them or watch them and I think it's okay to express that as we do on this show but you know if you liked it it's also good to express that too I'm not going to hate on that absolutely and the thing about us is that you and I usually dislike the very popular books because something about it, I hate to use this word, but it triggers us. We just don't like the writing style. We don't like the character. We don't, we don't like X, Y, Z. And so we go against the grain. And so I do like talking to people and saying, okay, you know, what made you love this book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because after this, so there are lots of popular books that we can talk about. Oh, there yes. are a shit ton of big sellers that guaranteed I have some shit to talk. <laughs> guaranteed. Nicholas Sparks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
some of his stuff is problematic. Yes, definitely. I've read zero of his books, but I will shit all over them. Oh, I will. (laughs) Okay, y'all gotta be around for that episode when we get to that. Yes. And you know what else I would love? While you are messaging us and all this fun stuff or considering messaging us, if you have a book that you just loved to death, or you think the world loved it, but you suspect that we won't send it on over to me. I want to see please because we might talk about it. We may add it to our list of popular books that we can't stand list. (laughs) (laughs) Evil cackle going on right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I don't, I don't know. I just always go 90% of the time I go against the grain on the really Mm -hmm. popular books for some reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, tell us. Yeah. Maybe if we're in a good mood, we could invite you onto the podcast to defend it while we bash it, or vice versa. <laughs> or, you know, we could all just get on here and talk if you've yeah. ever had dreams of being on the podcast with us. Yeah. So send us your suggestions. I'm trying to think is there anything else we should talk shit about on these two books? Well, we never mentioned the fact that Edward Sparkles. Oh God. Oh, my. oh, does that need to be brought up? Like, that's Oh my God. A joke for oh. of humanity. Like sparkles. Really? I mean, can you at least like, that is some bullshit. I will take a daylighter ring any day, a spelled object any day over a fucking <laughs> sparkling vampire. No. Sparkle, sparkle. Hey, mom, meet my boyfriend. I'm sorry if he stands in this light, he does look a little odd, but just ignore that. You know, just, just ignore, ignore that he looks it. like cut glass or whatever. He or glitter. Like glitter ball went off, you know. He just, yeah, like he opened a package and there's glitter all over his face. <laughs> don't even look at Don't even be worried. That's totally about legit. It. That totally happens all the time. Oh, my God. I don't think anyone else, anyone else has written about a sparkling vampire. She gets that for she imagination. Yeah, because no one else would dare write that shit about a vampire. Nope. We'll make jokes about it, but I don't think anybody will ever write it again. This scary, very primal and mega strong and deadly person that sparkles. It's a racket. (laughs) Like, what the hell? At least Christian Grey didn't sparkle in any kind of way. So she didn't line. (laughs) He is a rapist. So, you know. Uh, well, okay. I'm going to I pick sparkles over rape every day, you know, every day. <laughs> yes, I would too, but I would choose neither if I had a choice. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord, these books, y'all. Um, you know, we didn't really talk about the movies that much. A little bit, but you didn't watch them anyway. So there's no watch point. Them, there's, so there's no point. I would be alone yeah. in that. So we're not going <laughs> to. I do mean, it. if you want to vent, go right ahead. No, they're shitty. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Period. End of, yeah. end of point. They're shitty. <laughs> Don't waste your two hours. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess we're done. Are we done? I Casey? think so. I think we're, we're done. done with this exploration back into time. And uh, so hope you guys enjoyed it. If you like this episode, definitely let holler at us. Let us know. Because mm-hmm. we have more of this coming later mm-hmm. in the year. Yes. 
Yes. We have a lot Plus of fun your stuff favorite coming. books, your least yeah. favorite books. Let us know what we should talk about. Oh, yeah. Yes. So it's been a great chat. If you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, I appreciate you so much for listening for, to this entire episode. Love you lots for doing that. And uh, we'll catch you in the next, I guess, podcast that we're together. Yay. So, yes. Take soon. care of yourselves. Talk soon, guys. Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to show your support, there are a few things you can do. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive five-star review or like this episode on your favorite podcast player. It seems so simple, but it really helps me out. You can share this podcast with other book nerd friends or on your favorite social media space. You can also join the Shelf Addiction Patreon family. For as little as $2 a month, you will help us produce even more awesome content for your ears. You can also consider joining the Shelf Addiction official Facebook group where we talk all things bookish and more in a safe space. The Shelf Addiction podcast is a part of the Nerdy Maven Network. You can also reach us via email at info at shelfaddiction.com. Thank you for listening.